I don't think you could get that in the physical book, right? <laughs> Derek? Derek? <laughs> no. I'll just email every... I'll back you get a free MP3 of me going, no. No Octopi. No Octopi. How dare you? Now that, vision. Now that you've said that, we can snip that out and send that to you. <laughs> and you can, in fact, on... Uh, It'll save my voice. It'll save my voice so my kids act up. I can just press a button on my phone. No. <laughs> Put your sister down. Episode 239. It's a podcast. A guy and a guy and a guy. I'm assuming from all the beards in the room. <laughs> yes. There's a fair guy amount of facial hair in, tr- in, in, uh, in the room. Appropriate term. Yes. <laughs> Craig's a Doric guy. I am I'm a Doric guy. <laughs> I'm wearing my I'm such a He's Doric t shirt. Is that a new t shirt, Craig? Uh it's a month old. Maybe. It's a it's it's a recent t shirt. A recent ac- It's a recent addition to the to the drawer full of hugging shirts that you yes, have. Yes, my hugging shirts. Mm-hmm. They're all hugging shirts. All of Craig's shirts. I hug are people hugging all shirts. the time, just never around you. <laughs> I can't wait for Andocon twenty eighteen so I can see you hugging all of these people in public that aren't me. Well, it depends on what they because now that's we a thing for this. you to watch uh, to look for, listeners. Craig hugging people the at Andocon. Hug is an add-on that won't. <laughs> <laughs> I could put a, wow, that's a good how idea. Much does that cost? Put an add-on <laughs> for a hug. The, the thought the t- the talk initially was anybody who pledged any level, but you know, raised the pledge to triple digits. If you hit a hundred dollars, you get a hug. And that's that's you get one hug, and it's good in perpetuity. Like you could you could ask me for it in five years. But you have to produce like a copy of your. You don't get like a golden ticket to of of you know your backer level right. with your. Did with we your actually amount. talk about that? Because that kind of that sounds familiar. That, was, that sounds like a conversation we had. Yes, on this show with okay. Michael. Okay, good. When okay, the hugging good. conversation happened, because Michael asked me, "What would make you hug someone?" And I said, "Giving me a hundred dollars would do it." <laughs> Let's talk so to you, our. So you don't hug much. <laughs> Because I was think- I was honestly thinking about this because like man I've known Craig for like a while now and I'm a hugger and I've never given him a hug so if it's well, get ready Derek I pledged coming. I pledged <laughs> now that we're <laughs> way ahead of ourselves here let's introduce Sorry. our guest that's okay um, who's that who's talking we absolutely had to go with this music for this guy here we go. <laughs> Hello, Derek. Hey, it's me, the guy who was talking before. I cut, I cut in. I was too the hug talk. Just that's okay. I got roped in. Welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm was, so sti- stoked to talk to you guys again. I was waiting for him to say the thunder, so I could see Miles. No, it, that, that's the only time he says yeah. it. <laughs> what version is that? Is that Steppenwolf? I've never heard that version. That's before. Steppenwolf. Okay, that must be an updated version. Um, cool. It's a version that I found. That was a nice, clean version. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like a studio version right. or some something that somebody recorded in concert. Sound good. Um, yeah. So, um, you are here, Derek, because you're kickstarting a game right now. I'm kickstarting a game right now. It's a role playing game called Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse. Woo-hoo-hoo. How about that? <laughs> um, and we will go into greater detail with uh, with that a little bit later. But give us the uh, the quick overview. 
Sure. The the pitch is it's The Mouse and the Motorcycle by Beverly Cleary meets Sons of Anarchy, but cute. So <laughs> it's mice in motorcycle gangs. It's a, well, I guess I should say it's a fate-based RPG about mice in their motorcycle gangs. And that's really it from there. It's just all awesome. But it's, yeah, but you're like Sons of Anarchy, but cute. So it's right. not, nobody's getting shot in the back of the right. head in wait, a storeroom. Middle of season five. <laughs> I'm making stuff up. Calm down. Nobody's. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you seriously? Nobody's. Serious? Getting, oh, okay, okay. Nobody's, of season nobody's five. getting they, into a giant. They, ju- they just buried. Okay. So, okay, so none of that. Nobody's getting hit in the head with a bat in mouse prison. <laughs> it's just the gang culture. Way to spoil the ending, nerd burger. Sorry. <laughs> um, nobody's, yeah, nobody's. And by buried, I mean a euphemism nobody's for getting th- something stop, I won't stop say. Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. They're, uh, Don't spoil it for me. That's the important okay. thing. Yeah, there's the nobody's, nobody's getting chopped up. Nobody's right. getting set on fire. Right. Um, unless you want the game to go that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I took a cue from a game that recently came out called Threadbare, and that kind of shows. wonderful. It's so cool. But it's in the book, she kind of has like three different levels of like ratings. And so if you want, if some reason you don't mind seeing mice be terrible to each other, you could play the game that way. But kind of the base setting is pretty tame. So mm-hmm. it's not terribly different from what, um, well, I mean, as far as cranking up the settings, like, you know, what um, Ivan talked about with the complexity of the rules and how horrendous it gets for his little un- undead outbreak game. Right, the, the the color levels. He had color levels where it was everything was green, yellow, and red. Yeah. And when you got you know green was just like, hey, we're gonna be fun and cinematic killing zombies. And by the time you get to red, it's like your character's gonna die. <laughs> it's just a matter of how soon. Yeah. Um, Which undead game is that? Is that the Outbreak Ivan Norman one? Outbreak Undead. Yeah, that's the one he's doing. Yeah, cool. He was on the show. I know. <laughs> so cool. Um, but we will talk more about Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse in a little bit. But it's it's as of recording here so therefore as of time you're listening to it it's funded it's yes, rolling toward stretch goals uh, most importantly the first it's rolling like, what toward about 110 percent right now yeah it's not giving me the percentage oh, it so does. i just yeah. did the i did the math real this quick morning it was head. like yeah it was like 100 109 or something okay. like that yeah which may have received pledges since then but we're yeah we're getting towards the first and most important stretch that goal. is the stretch goal absolutely mike can you tell us what that stretch goal is Craig Campbell's rock and roll sock hop mouse. <laughs> Which was an idea when Derek asked me if I wanted to write an alternate setting. I, I had a few different ideas and I pitched that one first and that was the one he, he, he liked it. So we're rolling with that. Should we talk about how awesome that is now or we need to do that later? Well, like, well, I've, well, I've already messed up the show. That's so okay. Wanna, okay. <laughs> there's no there's no format to this show. <laughs> well, there sometimes is. <laughs> yeah, but we shot that out the window when we've gone like... <laughs> 40 minutes before we hit the news button <laughs> in the past, which we've done. That was recently. Yeah. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's try to stay on track. We'll, we'll give ourselves plenty of time for the mousies. We like to break bit. the format. Yeah, that's good. There is a format, but we love breaking it. So we'll be thank broken. you if we do. Craig seems hell-bent on keeping us on that schedule. Little, What's news? A little bit. <laughs> um... Hey, Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse is 110% funded. Very good. That's news. <laughs> or it was when we recorded this. Oh, by now. That's right. By now. By the time people are listening. It's going to be like 150 and we're going to have that stretch goal, right? <laughs> Fingers crossed. To paraphrase Officer Rick Deckard, Ooh. robots are like any other machine. They're either a benefit or a hazard. 
or American brothel owner Dennis Hoff, they're a benefit. Wait, that, is that the Bunny Ranch guy? That's the Bunny Ranch guy. He also owns. Did, they, he owns did he like fix a, his porch? Nah, <laughs> calm down. They, they, they. He owns like a dozen brothels. Oh, really? Um, yeah, okay. he owns a whole bunch. There's like alien themed ones. There's like the Area 51 <laughs> thing, the Alien Cat House, the Sagebrush Ranch. There's there's a bunch of them, and um, you know he's there's sex bots that they're making and sex. You know, the step up from sex dolls, but like you know a bot, a thing that will move and react. And we've had we've talked about this on the show before, where they'll like you know like it wants to be wooed. Like in order to get it to do things, you have to talk nice to it and say loving things and all. This. Well. Um, Dennis, I'm totally not a predator. Hoff. Um, <laughs> this old, uh, is that on his driver's license? Nickname? <laughs> yeah. Um, says he wants to get that rocking and rolling in his, uh, in his brothels. <clears throat> so he's, he's just sex bots. He's pushing hard for that. Uh-huh. Um, Very good. Yeah. I want the bunny ranch to be a t- uh, test bed for this cutting edge sex tech. And if our clients like them, bunny bots oh, mm-hmm. will be a part of the experience offered at my brothels going into the next decade. He's 70 years old and he's just a sleazeball. And I understand. I hope to be a sleazeball when I'm 70. <laughs> I, understand, I understand the women that work for him choose to do that. They, it, have, it, a gr- they have a great deal of autonomy. It's yeah. It's, you know, it's is it? I well, it's legal, so I assume regulated. It's in, legal. It's in, regulated. In it's, there's there's stuff that happened. I mean, there's all <laughs> there's that, stuff that all that ha- there's all kinds of stuff that happens. It's Craig. it's it's not great, <laughs> but it's far from you know how bad it could be. Obviously, yeah. but I've seen episodes you know decade or whatever plus ago of the Moonlight Bunny Ranch mm-hmm. stuff, and he just struck me as like when I was looking at him, I was like. I'm I'm sure he is covered with just a thin <laughs> slick of oil. He's just greasy and, among other and just a little. <laughs> and he was always hugging and pressing up against the women, like no matter what, it didn't make a difference. If he was in the room with one of the bunnies, he was Grabbing like him. on them. Um, well, uh, it's like you know when you when you own the ice cream store, you get to have a scoop yourself. Oh, you know, oh, as much no, as you want, no. right? Oh, God, jeez, Mike, really? Is that that? That's kind of that's how it works for him. There, <sighs> maybe that's what he thinks. I don't know how. I mean, if he's, I can't speak to it. If he and his All attorneys are he, smart, that's he has in dated. Their, you know, everybody's contract. He has dated. You know, numerous of his uh, employees. employees at various times. Yeah, dated. Yeah, dated, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah, like so. half used to date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His models. Well, in, in fairness, in the later years for half, it was yep. dating was nursing. Bring me soup. <laughs> <laughs> Pol- polish the anchor on my sailor hat because I'm a boat captain. I'm a boat captain. <laughs> Moving on. What else is news? Um, speaking of work. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> We're known for our transitions here at uh, Nerdburger. Um, yeah, so a uh, okay. Let's see if uh, the two of you, or one of you, or either of you, can guess what country this happened in. Okay, okay. I'm ready. Overwork has caused the death of a 31 year old uh, female reporter back in 2013. There's updates to this, uh, according to the Labor Standards Inspectors. Uh, the public broadcaster said. Uh, Wednesday, providing further evidence of the extreme working conditions many employees endure. 
who belonged to the broadcaster center and and died of congestive heart failure in July 2013, worked 159 hours of overtime with only two days off in the one-month period prior to her death, a local labor standards office concluded in May of 2014. Okay. Want me to keep going? Well, what... Do you have a guess? I don't know. What's the, what's the story? This is where uh, they co- work? Country's leader administration has been seeking to improve working conditions in the country following the suicide of a new recruit at advertising giant incorporated in 2015 due to excessive working hours. Oh, I think I got it. Okay. Japan? Wow. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Okay. 159 hours of overtime in a month. That's a lot of honor. That's, that's a lot of honor. 40 hours of overtime in a week. That's, eight, that's four 80-hour weeks in a row. That's really? that's doing and nothing. died that's, of heart failure. That's doing nothing but working at thirty-one years old. That's, yes, that's working that's and sleeping. That's working, or, sleeping, or working, doing something else, and not getting enough sleep. It's mm. it's it, no, it's working, sleeping, eating, pooping, and doing the bare necessities of like upkeeping your home sure. or taking the kids to and from school or whatever you got to do. You know, the basic stuff that just eats up time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Man. I thought we had workaholism in this country. That's crazy. Well, she died without shame ribbons, right? So that's say, a good a thing. Honor, that's a yeah. positive, it's a silver mm-hmm. lining mm-hmm. to that cloud, right? Do they still do that? <laughs> they'll have uh, they'll have a lot of mourners come in. They'll hire a lot of mourners because if she was working all that extra hours, she was getting paid, right? So she's very wealthy, and never she can have a very extravagant funeral mm. to honor the family. That's a that's a part of the thing. Yeah, in some of the Eastern Asian countries, I don't know. I was waiting. I was just sitting there the whole time thinking, you know, this sounds an awful lot like, you know, this, the, the, the stories you hear right around holiday time from Amazon. Oh, right. <laughs> of all the ridiculous hours that people are working and yeah. all the, uh, the ridiculous restrictions that get placed on seasonal help. Yeah. Yep. We've talked about that where, you know, you go to work yeah, at Amazon the... for two months at the end of the year and then you can't work right. in any sort of retail fulfillment kind of thing ever, you know, again for like another six months after you stop your seasonal work. Or whatever really? It was. Yeah, we had a story. We talked about it on huh. this show. Okay. That I don't remember. A couple of years ago. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was like you go in there to just get this paycheck for a couple of months. And, and then, then they... and then and then you've you know, like well, you're you're probably working there because that's something that you are capable of doing. Yeah. That you've got a skill set for that you're you're good at. And so you get out of there and now you can't do that thing for for any competitor. Right. For you know, half a year. Okay, well what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I just well, I'll just go back to my brain surgeon job. You know, <laughs> I've done moonlighting as a fulfillment expert, a warehouse worker, a shipper, a doc. You know, the guy on the phone yelling shipping. <laughs> Is the implication there that the that working that working at at the Amazon or for the shipper or whatever? Is uh, not brain surgery, or it is equal to brain surgery? I'm not quite clear where you were going I'm, with that. I'm amazed that that place gets it right as much as they do. So Amazon, yeah, okay. uh, Maybe it leans more toward brain (laughs) surgery than away. I, how many times have I had in the all the times that I've ordered something from Amazon? How many times have I had something weird happen? One time, just wow, you're lucky because it keeps happening to me. Well, that's because the world hates you. Funny story. The universe is against you. Yeah. Yesterday, (laughs) I received uh, the second copy of the paperback book that I bought and had to return because. The shipper destroyed it because Amazon put it in a padded envelope, a very large, heavy paperback book that then got destroyed because it wasn't in a box, mm-hmm. which it should have been in. So they sent me number two, which came in a padded envelope and was also 
uh, all bent up in one corner. So that's going back. <laughs> Number two. Okay. Third my, time's the charm, my, Amazon? My, my definition of something weird happening, I guess, is different than yours. I've had like something show up with a little ding in it or something. I mean, that's one thing. What's, you can't what's, always okay. control shipping. I'm talking about like like I received a package that had my item and something else in there that I didn't order. Like it Ooh. was sitting next, it was sitting on a shelf somewhere Somebody's and somebody came over, <laughs> they grabbed my thing and said, oh, this must go with it too. And we'll package them both in a box. And meanwhile, there's some dude in... And we looked up because you know, like there there was information, there was packing, packing the um, shipping information, and then we looked me and, at work. Me and somebody looked up and figured out like somebody somewhere in whatever I can't remember anymore where it was is like is missing their uh, mm-hmm. their uh, their weight belt, their their weight <laughs> training belt. I can I can think of one. <laughs> or it was a weight vest. It was a weight vest. There's this package shows up and it's supposed to be just this relatively light thing and it's that you really ordered and it's heavy. super heavy. It's yeah. like a, a thirty like a weighted vest, like a weighted for, like a, like a for, thirty pound weight vest for training oh my gosh for putting you know just carrying a lot of extra weight on sure your, yeah i have had that happen once. Like, why is this so heavy <laughs> i've had that happen once to me and it was jc penny uh-huh. and it was the only time i've ever ordered anything from jc penny and it was within the last couple of years but i got somebody else's stuff <laughs> nice and uh they completely screwed up the whole the whole process was messed up i will never order anything from jc penny online again and i haven't since then but i will give Amazon props and I think I've talked about this before but I I I ordered a fireproof safe mm-hmm. that weighed like 100 pounds yeah. and they shipped it to me for free with prime shipping. I tell that That's story cool. to people. I tell That's people good. I tell people that story all the time. Pissed off the guy, it's but... plastic it's two plastic shells filled yeah. with concrete. That's what makes it fireproof. It weighs it, it's at least 100 pounds. That's when the drones come in, right? Two guys had to carry it. Into the house. I tell people really the story all the drunk. time to tell them how great Amazon Prime free shipping is. Like, holy like, crap! How much? How much must have? How much have, would that have cost if like you tried to ship it? I'm to trying me? to figure out. Yeah, why. All you have to do is order one thing like that, and you are paid for the year. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so I'm trying to you figure out because worth. you get like, um, was it, was it, I think I was going to add a book, and the physical book was already cheaper than the Kindle version, and then it was free shipping on top of that. So I'm trying to figure out what the how that's profitable. I don't know. Maybe people, more people are going to buy Kindle, so they make it more expensive. I don't know. You guys should have an Amazon exec on your show. Amazon is <laughs> is barely profitable. They like, really they barely make any profit at all, but they they do so much business and it's so spread out that that's where their value is. Is is their uh, and now in Whole Foods is their monopolization. They're of, incredibly of, diversified. Yeah, mm. their tentacles go everywhere. Their what? Tentacles. Oh, NT. <laughs> Better off dead. <laughs> oh, let's see. <laughs> I found a little article here, and we'll we'll link everybody to it. You can take the test. They show stop couple, throwing lemons couple, at that sign. A couple of different images of uh, that has to do with perception, and you know when you look at a scene of things and trying to pick out something. Like you know, oh yeah yeah like the old highlights where they you they would show you the two things next to each other and you had to pick what was different. Well, it's not that. Oh but, okay. Like they they have a thing in here that's like okay it's a it's a shot of a bathroom like mm-hmm. the the vanity and the the mirror and the the cabinets underneath mm-hmm. and a couple of the doors are open and you can see the toilet and the sink and there's like a there's a there's a number of things on the counter and there's a couple of things on the floor and then it says what doesn't belong click here? on the toothbrush oh and so you look at the sink or at the counter and I say oh there's a toothbrush and I click on it and then you you read on and everything and then you find out that there is a five foot long toothbrush sitting at the backsplash. <laughs> that you didn't see 
Oh, that's decoration that kind of blends in. It is literally a purple toothbrush on a white background. Oh. That I didn't see. Because you were, you were looking for the properly scaled toothbrush. I, because it was out of scale. We have a hard, we as humans have a hard time seeing things that are out of scale. This sounds like a very elaborate CAPTCHA checkbox. Like the, 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 the robot is totally going to find the massive toothbrush. <laughs> It's going to scan and look for the shape of the toothbrush and find the giant. Yeah, yeah. It'll find both of them, yeah. One way to catch a Cylon. <laughs> yeah, so they just it's a short article, and you can always look up more information. But then there's like this street scene like where it says, you know, is there... Now, now I know where to look, but if like the first thing it does is it's it's a computer generated street scene, building street, there's a car, there's a bunch of stuff on the sidewalk, a bench, a you know, trash bin, um, hmm. light, street light, everything. And it says, is there a parking meter in this image? And I'm always looking and looking and looking and looking, and it. I couldn't find it. And there is a a purple, fifteen foot tall parking meter <laughs> right next to the car. Something about purple can't yeah, miss it. Hey, well, I think they they they, they reinforce the idea, but they uh, make it a con- contrasting color. So like even we didn't even try to camouflage it. We put right. a, we, we, there is nothing in this scene that is purple. Yeah, just that. Are there, are there more examples of that is the, the, and the thing four. is a different, like a hot pink or bright green? It's, that, or... That's just, that's all there is in this, oh, just in this article. But it's like, it's a, it's a purple parking meter that is four times taller than the, than it the should be. top of the car. That's is funny. it the pole or the whole thing The whole is thing is just up. like as if it was scaled up. Like Photoshop. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, 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 the head of the parking meter, you know, where all the change gets collected and mm. all the mechanism and everything, mm. everything but the pole, that top piece, that's probably as tall as a person. Yeah. <laughs> I found it interesting. I want to I do more research into perception and why we, see, why we can't see something that's like, there's a five-foot toothbrush sitting right there. <laughs> you failed your perception roll. I totally did. Can you, Derek, can you see the screen? I okay. can. Okay. Um, you want to do a, a a little a little uh, graphic design thing on, on the well, audio podcast? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Since you're describing pictures, I'll describe a well. You know, we'll all describe a picture okay. for people. This is what happens when uh when uh, graphic designers decided they wanted to improve the United States map. <laughs> These were their notes. Okay, I think I'm, I think I may have seen this. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. My favorite is uh, they've this uh, scratched out the line between Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and <laughs> nope. said that this should this should be Wisconsin. <laughs> that yeah, this is this is excellent. <laughs> I love that. My favorite is um, down at Florida. Why should Florida get Alabama's coastline? It has plenty. So uh-huh. like the Panhandle is cut in half. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, they they've yeah. extended the border between Georgia and Alabama down to the Gulf, and given given that area to uh, <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, the the when the westward expansion was happening, the people weren't really interested in the design aesthetics of the states, were they? No, the, the pesky slavery thing. They just had to, just had that one line, and then everything else fell around that. I love a line to grid here, where they've <laughs> they've chopped <laughs> up Wyoming, Wyoming and Nebraska and and Colorado in order to keep keep all the lines going. St- My favorite is the Oklahoma Panhandle. Panhandle. Go it, ahead. Says, it says uh, it, the, the panhandle has been extended across from the top of Texas, also all the way across uh, the top of Mexico and um, New Mexico and Arizona. And it says, if we're going to have a panhandle, why not commit to it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I meant to look at a at an actual map. Is that is that cutting off New Mexico and Arizona or Colorado and Utah? 
It's hard uh, to tell. Both. I'm not sure. But you, the point I make, the, I think people understand the point <laughs> I'm making. The panhandle goes like another. Yeah. It's the Pinocchio panhandle. It goes like 800 <laughs> miles further west. Yeah. yeah. It's the Pinocchio handle. Which would totally work in this country because everything has a weird name like that. <laughs> and then they've just got a note right at that the, the, the tri-pronged portion of West Virginia that just says clean up. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, all the weird. It's just a mess. Yeah. West Virginia, Maryland, Delaware. O- Ohio, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the little nub that sits on the top of Minnesota says, yeah, just give that to Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I like move, move Long Island to New Jersey or Connecticut or make it its own state. Because <laughs> it's barely connected to New York. And they want Rhode Island and Delaware bigger. Yeah. <laughs> like the little speaking of the little the little bump up in Minnesota, giving that to Canada. There's the little bump down on the bottom Missouri. of uh, Missouri, and they said, "Let's fix this, fix this thing. thing. Give that thing to oh, Arkansas." <laughs> and the uh, whatever that it's the Panhandle ex- of Alaska. The Panhandle of Alaska, the extension off to the the southeast. Let's be honest, this, this should be Canada too. Yeah. <laughs> Except isn't our capital down there the state capital? Ju- I thought it was uh, like. Is, it, is Juno in the Panhandle? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know my Alaska geography well enough. I thought everything in Alaska was like there, there, there. <laughs> that, like the ball sack area there in the middle. <laughs> Jeez, that's, the Inu- that's the Inuit term, right? That's what the. That's what it looks like on this people drawing. called it. Yeah, it's down in the Panhandle. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Oh uh, well, they can- Canada can't have it. <laughs> what are they going to do with it anyway? That's something yeah. you don't realize too. Is like most of that, pan- well, two thirds of that panhandle is like, like cut through with 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 channels and water and everything. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole, it's all a whole bunch of islands. It's like, a... like half of that, half of the panhandle is islands, hmm. just off the coast. It's just like it's like you like in Washington where you've got Puget Sound right. and all those little inlets and things that are all kind of chopping everything up. Isn't there some island like just right like by? You know, like Washington and Canada, that's the island belongs to Canada, but it's like on the other side of Washington or something. So you have to like take a ferry to get there. Or... There's, yeah, the very bottom of it, the like the little tip of it yeah. is actually the U.S. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's it's, what I'm it's completely yeah. disconnected yeah. From, from the mainland. Yeah. So you actually have to drive up into Canada and or right, take or a take ferry. A ferry. Yeah. It's crazy to get yeah. there. Point Roberts. Is that it? It's down at the bottom of underneath uh, Richmond and Delta are the little towns just north that are in Canada. Is it Vancouver part, Island? That's well. It's on the. It's it's south of Vancouver. Oh, okay, it's a separate island. No, they did is, have one. No, this is this isn't an island. Sorry, this is a this is a peninsula that extends down and isn't actually part of Canada. There's like the line the line across the top of the United States that's uh-huh. straight all the way bzzz, goes across yeah. there and chops this little piece of Canada uh-huh. off. <laughs> okay. Um, they did have the one positive comment though. Good curve. Keep keep that curve. <laughs> According yeah, right to the, according, Georgia Barrier according to Google Maps, Carolina. there's about two dozen roads. <laughs> so there's people that live down there. Yeah, I only recently what makes found that out about that and, and looked at it. Sorry, but so what I was wondering from a design standpoint, what makes that curve so nice and appealing? It's consistent. It's it looks consistent. like it's based on on almost you know the same radius. Well, it's it's like it's almost as if like the same curve continues through three states. Mm-hmm. Like okay. it doesn't change. Right, right. It's continuous across three states. Where right, and that's like how panhandle thing. That's how they've drawn it on their map, and who knows if that's what it really looks like. Um, I mean, we could we could go look. But... It's pretty good. Is it? Is yeah, it close? From, from like once you get a little bit south of Charleston, then you go down South Carolina through past Savannah down to Jacksonville. It's a pretty consistent. That's a good curve. curve. We should keep it. It's a nice curve. We should keep that. <laughs> it's a good curve. 
Of course, we should switch the names of Savannah and Atlanta because they're the wrong names for where they are. <laughs> Savannah is an open, <laughs> flat space, which is uh, what Atlanta should be. And oh, Atlanta yes. sh- should be out on the Atlantic Ocean. Well, well Atlanta... The, that was pointed out Al- to me Al- in Al- Eddie Izzard yeah. by Eddie Izzard when he was doing a show here. Well, Atlanta, if you were limited to those ago. two names, yes, but... But yeah, Atlanta was named for like the Atlanta, Atlantic Pacific Railway that like passed through there, something like that. Yeah, and that's why the name Terminus is right. Yeah, in there as well it has to do but with railways. And, geographically, yeah. I think uh, Atlanta is uh, would would be named Piedmont, right? If that name was available, Piedmont. <laughs> Ooh, oh, fancy! You. Oh, you notice I'm twirling my mustache as I say that. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, our our city names are just a in this country are just a mess. There's all this stuff that's named after people from the US and there's all this stuff that's named after people and locations from Europe and then there's all this stuff mm-hmm. that's named after Native American stuff mm-hmm. and then there's all this stuff that like, you know, I don't know where that name came from. Yeah. It's it's not any of those things. Well, where we're from, it's all it's a bunch of um French names and and then uh, a lot of French names because Native of the, American names of the trappers, mm-hmm. the French fur trappers. Like where I'm from. Where are you from? Racine. Racine. Or De- or Root. <laughs> Depeer, which is a city just south of Green Bay. That's where, where uh, I was born. Did that's where Ellie Arroway lived with her dad, and they talked to people in Pensacola, Florida, before she talked to E.T. Oh. Okay, Who looks like, like her dad? What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Right, that was De Pere. I'll Take your word for it. Okay, you know how long it's been since I've seen ET <laughs> or Contact. You know, whichever. Never seen it. Really? Never seen ET all the way through. Seen pieces of it. Know the whole story. Never watched it beginning to end. That's interesting. I was talking about Contact, but let's talk about this ET thing. Why didn't you see ET to the end? I never watched the whole thing. I never went to see it in the movie. Oh, you I never watched the it on TV. Never rented the the video. Huh. Interesting. So you don't know how it ends? Yeah, I know how it oh, ends. Bicycle thing. I've seen the pieces. I mean, the movie's 30 years old. I've seen I've all seen the I've seen the Amblin logo. <laughs> it's kind of hard to miss. <laughs> <laughs> Most spoilery logo of all time. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, me, me instead, I've seen, you know, all these really uncomfortable horror movies. <laughs> that, that's what I've seen all the way through. Not a good, wholesome... Multiple fa- times. Family yeah. alien movie, but... Where, oh, the alien shows up and he just wants to, he just wants to go home and the kids help him. And I, I, I even love, you know, Tales from the Loop and the games that are seeking to Stranger replicate things. that, you know, that kids adventure kind of yeah. storytelling from some of those movies in the eighties that I grew up watching, except for E.T., which I did not watch, <laughs> but I, it's okay because I've seen Goonies like 50 times. So <laughs> I made up like, for it with Goonies. You know, I love Goonies. A lot of people don't. People our age, people who should like Goonies. I don't understand that. But it's too cheesy or... Yeah. I mean, weird. and it's not... It's kind it's, of a weird movie. It's not E.T. and it's not a John Hughes movie, but right. it's still pretty good. Yeah. It's an acquired taste, I guess, sort of. If you, I if think, you, I think if, if you weren't a kid for it, like later, it's kind of an acquired taste. I think if you were a, a boy, you liked it better than you were... That if you were a girl... Do, even you, though, guys, do you guys know the... The giveaway of a gigantic... There was a scene that was in the movie that was cut. Yeah, I know. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. We'll wait for him. We'll see what Derek has to say. There's a scene, there was a scene then that was in the movie. It was filmed and it was cut because it didn't seem to fit 
ruin the pacing, all this kind of stuff. But it is referenced at the end of the movie by Chunk. Yep. Oh, I don't know. Chunk is, and this is the thing, Chunk throughout the movie is telling lies. He's like, you know, the cops don't believe him. Is you know all this? Right. He's got that that character quirk of like people don't believe him. His fantastic stories, um, and at the end when he's rattling off all the things that they did, and, and then we run the ship, and then we went through the thing, and he had to play the piano, and da, 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 and then we had yeah. to fight the giant squid. Oh. When they get to the boat after they go down the slide, the water they fall slide. in the water. Uh-huh. Yeah. Before they get to the to one eyed Willie's ship, yeah. they fight a giant squid or octopus or a something like big that. Octopus. the watcher in yeah. the water. Yeah. They fight that thing and it was cut. Just because it was too bizarre. But they left it's Chunk's like a, well his line about it. They yeah. left Chunk's line in there because they felt like figured, you know, he nobody's makes, gonna know. No. Chunk makes stuff up. Well that uh, and, Chunk makes, and Chunk lies about stuff that's happened. Like you said, he's rattling things off really fast, so yeah. now I gotta go back and watch Goonies again. And if you well, ever you gotta get the DVD with the deleted scene. Oh, better than that. <laughs> better than that. Before the movie, because this apparently the that scene was cut relatively late. Something I think this is how it works: is that it was cut from the movie relatively late. Oh, I think it's like all it's mostly finished. It is, but it was cut from the movie relatively close to release okay. date, which is why the Mad Magazine spoof has the Squid Monster in huh. it. So like oh. it was in some screenings. So they got their early copy mm-hmm. back when the day when Mad Magazine would do when that was a big deal to have Mad Magazine oh, yeah. do the like the the eight page spoof of your movie. And they, they 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 all fight the giant octopus or whatever hmm. it is in <laughs> like it's it's a whole big one page splash page of like all the characters wrestling with tentacles and they're all talking. Wow! And I remember getting that because I had you know, I had a subscription to Mad Magazine as a kid, and it was yeah it was all them doing that stuff. And then I saw the movie and I was like, oh, there's no octopus. <laughs> Moving along. Yeah, it's a big rubber octopus. <laughs> yeah. it's... <laughs> Oh, what else? Anything? Derek? Oh, sorry. I was distracted by your I'm a, oh. <laughs> Is there an octopus out there? <laughs> Tell us about the octopuses. Octopi? Octopeasy? Octopi. Um, the, that ride motorcycles. In, in Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse. <laughs> there are no octopi, but there are crabs. Oh. That don't oh. ride motorcycles. I feel I need to set the record straight because I got, <laughs> I got a very nice write-up uh, in Tabletop Gaming UK. But they suggested that crabs ride motorcycles. The crabs don't ride motorcycles. It's just the mice. Um, but there are crabs because the the in the game, the docks are like a focal point of kind of the stories and um, it's one of, of the mouse life. It's one of the cool parts of the city. Yeah, it's a feature. It's the stuff, um, what's going on down by the docks? Yeah. Uh, and so I thought I was trying to think of a sit on the dock of the bay reference. It didn't happen. I was but, doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm glad we both just crash and burn. Uh. <laughs> it's there somewhere. But the but I thought well, it's got to be some kind of cool sea creatures that can mess with the mice, and I thought of crabs. I don't have crabs. I thought of crabs. <laughs> um, I think because like so with my kids, we always listen to. There's you guys. I'm sure are not aware of this, but you 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 are aware of presidents of the United States of America back in the day, the band. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So that guy Chris Ballou has the only music he makes now, besides the occasional president show, is Casper Baby Pants, which is like his kids' music project. <laughs> And he has it's really good. It's some of the only kids' music that I can tolerate. Um, but he has a song called Pretty Crabby, and it's about a crab that's crabby. And so I think like that was in my mind with that. <laughs> that and because I hadn't seen Moana yet. We were playtesting and the crabs came into the, the game and they're like, Oh, it's like it's like Moana. I was like, What? So they showed me this giant crab tomatoa from Moana 
another kid's reference that may be falling flat. But um, I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I envisioned this crab looking. It was this massive crab that has like gold all over its back and stuff. So <laughs> that's a, yeah, that was a, so there are a long tangent crabs. Yeah, not, octopi, not octopi, not octopieces. That's not to say crabs. you couldn't put them in your game. You could do whatever you want. Yep. I don't, uh, yeah, I'm not going to pop up. In the middle of your game, be like, you can't do that. You broke my setting. <laughs> Can I get that as a stretch goal? Can we, uh, or, or like, like a, a higher, a higher backer level? Oh, that I will show up at your game to scold you? Where, where I can just check in with you every so often and say, hey, does this make sense in your game? And you can shoot down ideas. No. And we can co-design my campaign world. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> could you technically work that into the PDF? I don't think you could get that in the physical book, right? <laughs> Derek, Derek, coming <laughs> up. No, I'll just email every. All the backers, you get a free MP3 of me going. No, no octopi, no octopi. How dare you? Now My that, vision. Now that you've said that, we can snip that out and send that to you. <laughs> And you can, in fact, on uh, it'll save my voice. It'll save my voice so my kids act up. I can just press a button on my phone. No, <laughs> <laughs> put your sister down. <laughs> what is it? Real quick aside, what was it your your kid was saying that was just cracking you up a couple weeks ago? They were stuck on a phrase. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah, my, little, my, little kid. my not yet two year old. Yes, oh, wow. Do, yes, do this. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'll send you. Maybe I can send you that clip and you can work. It <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm thinking, because you told you, you posted about that in Twitter or Facebook or something. I was like, what does a two-year-old have to do that they're getting ready to <laughs> do? All, all, leave, yeah. leave the room. We're like, I got her dressed and like put her diaper on uh, in that order. And uh, we're like, all right, let's go see mommy. Open the door. Let's do this. And just starts running down the hallway. <laughs> all right. So she had stuff to do. Yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> Okay, more about Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse. More about it. What, what else should we talk come, about? Where did it come from? Uh, it came from my kids. Great segue. Um, I was reading... I don't even know if I ever read The Mouse and the Motorcycle growing up. I'm sure I did at some point. But I was reading it to my older daughter. And um, I think I had just finished Sons of Anarchy shortly before that. And Not with your older daughter. We have a very uh, close relationship. She's very <laughs> mature for her age. so she, No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I'm reading this and, you know... Yeah, that show gets dark. Oh my gosh! There's, okay, the, the only, that's why I know that show is so good because there were at, at least once a season where I stopped watching. I was like, I'm not watching this show anymore. It's too much. I can't deal with this. And then, like a day later, I picked it back up. But like the first season is so goofy, it's almost like a cartoon at some times. But they do still burn a guy's entire back to get the tattoo that's off his back in the first season. Yeah, but you're right; true. it is much more like there's like the clown guy that well, they. You know, well, I think when when not to get off on a tangent, but when Dave Erickson got involved, like the writing improved, but the show also just went. Oh, he was he was a writer serious. on the show. Well, that guy, what's the the creator's name? Kurt um, Sutter. Kurt Sutter's a weird guy, anyway. But I just found out that from Allison looked him up. I, t- I keep telling, don't do, don't Google people while we're in the middle of binging because you end up you always find spoilers, but. Um, he's he's uh he's the guy in the in jail. I can't think of yeah. his name now, but the, um, with the messed mm-hmm. up eyes. Yeah, it's been awesome to watch those. So I, I, I can't think Lenny, of his Lenny, name. Leon. I can't think of his like name that. either. But he's the one. He's he's doing time for the sons, and he's like he, he keeps refuses, getting in more trouble. He refuses. He keeps getting in they more trouble. They keep asking him to do favors there, but he keeps. But he keeps like he stays true to the to the to, to the, the club. Like yeah, he won't. Yeah. He never flips on anybody. Right. He's, no. There, there's he, people he, are constantly trying to get him to flip. He. Yeah. He always he's does always, everything he's always, they ask him to the point that he's he ends up he with life, life. life sentences and, yeah. and he's on death row. Yeah, yeah. sad story. Absolute loyalty. 
Ugh, anyway, so, so back to your daughter. So, <laughs> so back to cute, back to cute mice. <laughs> Sons of anarchy. Um, yeah. So I read, I read the book, and I was like, man, there's got there's a game in here somewhere. So we, I just put it on the back burner for a while, and then eventually, when the time came and the ideas had fermented a little bit into some frothy goodness, I I started writing it, and the the it kind of came it came out the way I wanted it to because I wanted you know to have the vibe of a biker gang, but still have it be cute and accessible because um, there are other, there are other RPGs about biker gangs that you can play. If you really want to do the sons of the true sons of anarchy, one percenter thing, actually the game is called one percenter, but I just wanted to see cute mice and, you know, cut off vests and biker jackets <laughs> driving around a little city. Um, doing cool stuff, doing awesome stuff. Yeah. Picking fights with rats. And I mean, you can be a rat in the game too, but you know, I played into the stereotype a little bit of making the rats, bad guys. But... Sure. Well then, because then you can flip that and you can have the one rat. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause... Are, the, are cause... the rats another motorcycle game? Yeah. There are rats in all the clubs. Um, but then they're one of the prescribed gangs in the game is, is all rats. Is all rats. And they're like the meanest looking guys. They run the subway tunnels. They run a toll racket and, if you go into the subway tunnels, you're going to get roughed up by some rats. So there's lots of there's lots of critters in the game, and that's the fun part. Is you know, you guys we joked about the octopi, but you know, in the book it describes how you know ways to customize the game if you want octopi or if you want chinchillas or you know capybaras, whatever your rodent of choice is, you can work them into the game however you like. And there's a there are chipmunks that run, uh, that like control the park, that are trying to start their own biker club, but they don't know how to make motorcycles yet. So there's all, there's lots of cute stuff to play with. <laughs> is that the, the, that mechanic to make up your own type of rodent? Well, it's is, not a, that's already in there. It's not really a mechanic. It's just yeah, guidelines. It's, for yeah. Like, if you, if you want to add this stuff, you can, it's not, it's not, it's not a, great it's thing not a about, stretch goal. No, 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 no. It's okay, in the game. Cause if it was, you could name it rodent, rodent of choice. I just rodent like that. Choice. <laughs> Should I get that reference? No, it's just funny to me. Oh, <laughs> just sounds cool. But you can. There is a um, a backer level where you can kind of choose to describe a rodent, and then we'll put it. Jacob will draw it, put it in the game for you. So if you really want to see um, a kangaroo mouse and on a motorcycle, we could we could work that in for you as well. Yeah, there's. Uh, did anybody has anybody taken any of those? My yet? wife backed one, and she was talking about how she wants to do like a okay, a, a, a Ramon, like bob cut, um, punk rock mouse. Oh no! There's three. Three people took. Oh, that's good. I, took I, the, I, uh, I wasn't paying attention to that. The president level gets your yeah. gets your custom mouse in there. Yes, yeah, sir. But going back to the the you know customization thing, that's part partly why fate is so cool is because everything is kind of encapsulated in the aspect. So if you want to have whatever rodent you want to have, whatever critter you want to have, a hamster, gopher, whatever, um, you can do that, and then you don't need a special mechanic for it. You know, it's not like. Um, there aren't classes like Dungeons and Dragons or playbooks like Powered by the Apocalypse where everything's very specific. Uh, everything is everybody's differentiated in the skills you choose and in the aspects you use to make your character. So, for those not in the know, aspects are like a descriptor, yeah, of your character. Like there's something that's kind of unique about your character, or um, is kind of you know the the most notable one or two of the most notable things about your character. Yeah. Like you could have us, you could have an aspect for a character that it's, you know, like unwavering, like getting back to sons of anarchy, unwaveringly loyal. Yeah. And then, so whenever something comes up where your character has to choose whether to be loyal or not, 
you can gain a bonus out of the fact that no, I I am always loyal. I'm never going to break under pressure. Yeah, so it kind of it keeps the storytelling going. It keeps you in character a little bit because you can invoke that aspect to get a mechanical bonus. So that's cool. And then in the game, things can happen in the narrative that people are describing that you know becomes an aspect that you basically write it on a little card, mm-hmm. you put it on the table, and now anybody can use that until yeah. it's like you know you might have a you know, we were, I think we were tooling around in one of the playtests. We were tooling around a parking garage and there was like an oil slick or something yeah. like that. Somebody, there had been some, somebody, somebody's human car was leaking oil. So there was this little pool of oil in one spot. And so there was oil slick was an aspect. So at some point you could try to use the oil slick for something to, you know, if the cat's chasing, you know, you can try to zoom around it and get the cat to run through it. And yeah, use a fake gain a bonus, get a bonus, gain a bonus to escape the cat. Yeah. So keep, you keep use the oil slick. Yeah, and it keeps everything consistent because if you put something on the table, then people are mechanically, you know, inclined to use it because there's a bonus. So then everything is, you know, cohesive within the storytelling. So it's a, it's a cool system. And I had a, I got to I played uh, with some people this week, and they had never tried Fate, and we just did character creation. But they, I think they were more of a D and D background, but they remarked about how how cool and open it was. You know, somebody I did uh, describe Fate as being kind of like hippy dippy, and I I don't really <laughs> see it that way because it's just you know, if you're coming from the murder hobo point of view, then maybe it is because you just, it, um, what's that guy? Matt Colville called D and D like final fantasy tactics, but on paper, uh, at least the combat part. Yeah. So whereas fate more emphasizes the storytelling and the role playing. So it's, you know, there's a lot more opportunity to be creative and get your two cents in, um, less of a focus on decapitating kobolds and that right. kind of thing. In fate, the best way to get mechanical bonuses is to introduce narrative elements. Right. There you go. So, and uh, what else should I tell you about the game? Let's see what do you got. What yet? else should we talk about? Basically, the game, you know, character. We talked a little bit. Um, let's talk about the club and the bikes. Yes. So there are clubs that are pre-written that are popu- that populate the city, the fictional city of Thunder City, USA. And <laughs> yeah, baby, nice thunder, nice uh, Saturday morning cartoon vibe. And so you could choose to be in one of those. You could play off one of those, or if you want to, um, like the Spanner Murine Motorcycle Club, which. I was kind of pleased. I'm still overly pleased with myself for coming up with that name because Spanner is a wrench and then Murine is uh, the adjective for, or another word, way of talking about mice. I was like, man, that's, that just sounds so good. Murine. It's the, mus- the mousy equivalent oh. of feline or right. equine. Or or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Spanner Murine Motorcycle <laughs> Club, they're the bardlings who are actually kind of the hippies. So they're all these cool clubs that, you know, um, I always like stuff that has teams or um factions within it because it gives you something to identify with so you kind of invest in the ip a little bit more like if you think about um well i had an example and it's it's left my brain but anyway it'll come back but anyway so i like (laughs) i like having these factions but then you obviously can you could use those you could create your own um and then that works within the game too uh and is another perk of using fate because everything basically functions like a character so when you create your gang you have beliefs beliefs are basically aspects that any that represent the values of your club and then anybody in the gang can then invoke those for for a bonus uh you have skills for your club you have um a stunt for your club and a stunt is basically like a special move so it breaks the rules a little bit it gives you something really cool and customizable to use on your character you also get one for your club so um to bring in the club life to the game um i wanted to make sure there was mechanical elements to it but if you just are really interested in a couple of mice driving around kicking ass in the city you can ignore the club rules altogether and just be you know 
what's the bike what's the sons of anarchy term just independent or yeah lone? oh nomad nomad yeah yeah yeah. you yeah. could be nomad yeah <laughs> uh smiley what's his name happy hap happy yeah happy. Happy. happy happy yeah yeah so you can play the game however you want you can bring an octopi you could be a nomad <laughs> you could be um you could have a sheriff chasing you around if we get to uh craig's backer level oh, or, there uh, will absolutely <laughs> be an inept sheriff and his deputies chasing you around could you, could you just tell the people a little bit more about that because it's such a funny idea um well or do we uh, we can okay. sure um it's i mean it's it's the first stretch goal up it's almost certain that you'll hit it i don't i don't see how you wouldn't all, all activity is going to stop today. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. not happening. Um, in fact, let's take a real quick look right here. You are, because I've been watching a particular number to see mm. if you hit it. Ooh, you're still one shy um, of something that I've been keeping an eye on. Mm. Um, Selling out of the buttons? <clears throat> you no. get your buttons, Craig. Uh, uh, calm down. It'll be all right. <laughs> well, my buttons. <laughs> um, also a good name for a mouse. Um, buttons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very tough. Yeah. Or, you know, buttons the rat is even funnier. <laughs> well, the, the idea was like, I could have gone like full on, like very different genre kind of thing. There was like, you know, biker mice from Mars. And I was thinking about a post-apocalyptic thing and a Western thing where you had, they had bikes instead of horses and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. But I, I hit on the idea of basically what first popped into my head was Grease, the musical, uh, the movie. And, you know, mostly I've seen the, I've actually seen a stage production, but I've seen the movie multiple times. And instead of, you know, Grease lightning the car, what happens if the Thunderbirds, you know, the T-Birds have bikes. Right. Um, and they're a bike club. And then the, the Pink Ladies are a bike club and they're mice and, uh, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that. So then I started like, well, what else could I kind of mash into that? Um, and I hit on things like the Dukes of Hazard, where, you know, there's all the chase scenes from there. But now, okay, now we've got like a corrupt politician who's just out for himself. And then he's got his bumbling law enforcement <laughs> that is he's always employing because he's apparently just like not a very good um uh, at, at hiring people um and then also just now now you've hit like a time period with greece of the fifth late 50s early mm-hmm. 60s and so that makes me think happy days and there's music associated with that with the Fonzie. Fonzie. yeah and 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 you know then there and then all of that brings up the idea of like you know what about teen angst falling in and out of love rivalries within the group with people outside the group dealing with parents dealing with with um teachers and the principal and the vice principal and all that kind of stuff and then i mean know, this, that this, with that you, you could even venture into some you know 50s veronica mars territory if you want to have like the teen the teen mouse investigator if that's your bend sure you could i mean you could take it all those directions and then that you know so the uh, uh, rock and roll sock hop mouse will be effect- effectively that it's like okay it's everything that's in thunder city but now here's the school Right, and it's uh, and it's the late fifties, early sixties, kind of generally speaking, early days of rock and roll, and uh, and your you know your gang is a gang of um, could be you know the boy Mike boy the boy gang and the girl gang, or could yeah. be just one gang that's co-ed, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and I think that there will be a little bit of rules talk in there, which is I've, I've I'm tinkering with ideas about how you can sing your way out of trouble, where you can actually put aspects on the <laughs> table that are your character's song. Invoke hmm. that song. <laughs> so the idea would be that the the initial idea that I have, and Derek will talk about this a little bit, but let's let's brainstorm it on the real briefly, um, is that every character gets a song in each mm-hmm. game session. All you have to do is just you don't have to sing it. Although if there's singers in the group, Free musicians in the point. group, you want to go nuts. But um, what you do is you'll create a song. You'll d- d- define what the song is for your character. You don't have to do it at the beginning of the session. You can decide it whenever you want. And um, 
you'll say, okay, this is what the, the, the this is the title of the song. This is the style, musical style that it's in, and this is basically what the song is about. Yeah. And you introduce that, and the idea is that your character then sings that song or a part of that song at some point that sets up. And then so, you know, with with musicals, it's usually people are people are usually singing about their innermost thoughts and desires, mm-hmm. um, or um. It's, or what they're going to do. What they're about to do. Right. They're going to be like, when they sing in Grease Lightning in Greece, they're talking about putting the car together and it's right. going to be the fastest car ever and everything. So like you could have a song that was about putting a bike together and making the best bike and blah, blah, blah. And so then when you make your check to modify your bike or build your bike or whatever, then you can do that. Or you can also even put it, I was thinking you could do it in such a way that it could be cooperative yeah. because sometimes a song gets sung and then it gets reprised by a different character later. Yeah. In Greece. Rizzo sings Look at Me, I'm Sandra D, making fun of Sandy for being kind of prim and proper um, and not being, you know, real tough and, and being kind of a stick in the mud. Yeah. And then at the very end of the movie, or the play for that matter, Sandy sings, um, reprises the chorus about, and basically it becomes all about how she's going to change and she's going to turn into the bad girl and she's in the black at the end and, you know, she dances with John Travolta because, you know, that's what Grease is all about is about, you know, like, you know, caving women, women pressure. caving to peer pressure and women <laughs> oh. becoming, women becoming like their men. Wasn't Even right. though technically Danny does the same thing. Right. He actually becomes like her yeah. and becomes a, he becomes a track jock. Wasn't Before dancing with done. John Travolta a thing in all of his movies from that era? <laughs> a lot of them, yeah. So, but what you could do is you could put the song on the table. That's, and then somebody else could use the song yeah, in yeah, some yeah, way yeah. Um, that's yeah. appropriate. Mm. And I, you know, I'll just I'll, cool. I'll describe it and leave it open ended. to People, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that people at the table, you know, one of the things I do with my games all the time is like, you know, if everybody agrees with it and you use it consistently, that's the rule for the House table. Rule, yeah. Because you could even, uh, you know, do a reprise as like a free invocation or something just to encourage people to do the reprise of the songs. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. There's lots of different directions you could take it. And you could use them to, you know, you, the, the song could change every session for your mm-hmm. character. And the, as your character changes and grows, you've got different songs because you've got different things that yeah. your character wants or they're going to be doing different things in the story. So they've got different songs. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I've been doing some outlining. I've got the basic, like, you know, here's all the NPCs that I want to be yeah. able to talk about. Here's the locations I want to talk about. Do you have a cover in mind? Sing, um, sing to us. No. What, I'm not what your cover is that you have in mind. I do have songs, though, by 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 uh, <laughs> by rodent singers and groups that I started putting together. Oh, let's hear some. But yeah. these, these are within the setting. Within the setting. Okay. I thought you like did a deep dive and found like some 50s rock about, about mice, mice or something. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, just, I just peppered. I took 50s and 60s rock and roll songs and peppered mouse and rat and cheese okay, and cool. stuff into them. Nice, nice. So, you know, there's Cheese, Cheese, Cheese by Flames Brown. <laughs> cheese, cheese, cheese. <laughs> Jail Mouse Rock by Smelvis Presley. Ah. <laughs> Dang it. That's so good. Whole lot of chasing by Cat's Calico <laughs> instead of Bats Domino. I was pretty proud of myself when I hit, because I hit Rats, Dam- Rats Domino and Cat's Domino very early. I was like, that'll work. And then I hold, hold it. Calico. He's got, Calico. You know, it's like almost Domino, same syllables, <laughs> same basic sound. Yeah. Smoke gets in your eyes by the ratters. <laughs> I stuck with songs that if I didn't change anything in the song, it has to be something that's appropriate to the setting. So smoke, yeah, smoke, you know, yeah. smoke exhaust from the bike. You know? So I've got the... Don't, yeah, don't say... At some point, I'd like like there to be like a little sidebar of like, it'll be called What's in the Jukebox, and it'll just be that list. That's cool. That people can use <laughs> Man. In, their, in their story. They're going to play that song on the jukebox. Man, I'm going to pledge to make sure we hit that. Get that. <laughs> I've got three different Smelvis Presley songs. Smelvis Presley. <laughs> Elvis, Elvis is hard to pun. 
It is. I it went is. looking and I went to rhyme generators and all this stuff and I got pelvis and Elvis. I was like, okay, I can't really do much yeah. with either one of those. And then, it, and then Snow I started this. looking at the syllables, and I was like, oh, okay, well, they're mice, and they have you know twitchy noses, and so I went smell this. Mm. <laughs> also, cheese is smelly, and yeah, yeah. I have it a works. whole, whole list works. of stuff I went through: cheese, cheesy cracker, mouse, mice, rat, ear, whisker, tail paw. I mean, I was looking <laughs> for everything that fit. Bite, non nibble. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I had fun looking. That's so, awesome. So that's where that's going. I'm looking forward. That's to why it. you get paid the big bucks. Yeah. Let's see what else we got to say about. You should it. work Anything? a Tom and Jerry reference in there. Mm. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh no, wait, that's. Mm. Well, Great Balls of Fire was one of the ones that I was was in there. Tom and Jerry Lee Lewis. No, that's. Mm. <laughs> By Tom and Jerry. No, that's, like a word. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> if you want the cute factor, yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Let's see what else what else you got? Anything else? I guess we can talk about the other stretch goals. Sure. Uh yeah. so Liz from Angry Hamster. But I hadn't made the connection until just now. Hamster yeah. mouth. Uh, I, I assume that's why you invited Liz. <laughs> no, I think she's a great <laughs> writer. Um but she yeah, her stretch goal is about like space. I mean, it's like space mice being chased by the hamster horde. Yeah, there's very... a there's a giant evil hamster horde in space, and you yeah. gotta get your mice mice on get on your space bikes and and the closest thing I can come to is like Silverhawks. Like that's kind of what I imagine is just yeah. kind of zooming around in space. Um, you mentioned the post-apocalyptic thing. Todd uh, Crapper is working on a mousy version of his game, which is High Plains Samurai. So it's kind of like Western post-apocalyptic uh, craziness. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting that he took his own setting and said, okay, yeah. like when everybody in my setting, in my world, in my game dies, all that's left are the rodents. Left are the mice. And that's what... Yeah. And, so, oh. and now his, they, they've... Because... Like you, you made the comment, like you know, why do mice have motorcycles? Because well, they sell people have motorcycles, and they said, and some some mouse out there said, I can build one of those. Yeah, and so they 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 modeled everything off of humans. That is this so they modeled their post apocalyptic society off of what they saw. Yeah, is mousy, there a radiation component to this, or oh, I don't know, or they've mutated. And and we have to talk about his name. Is that is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Actually, if you see, I know you got the Kickstarter well, pulled well, up right there, but it, it says it, it says did, like, yeah, you read it, that right or whatever. Well, I wasn't sure actual... if that was referring to the 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 whiskers or the crapper because it's <laughs> no, yeah, his name's actually Crapper. <laughs> okay. His, I think his blog. I don't know if it was called this at one point or if he was just kicking the idea around. It was called on the crapper. That's great. So his, his, he, that's, he's embraced that's just, it. You know, I could be embarrassed. He, I like it. I like him that's and want to be his friend just because his yeah. last name he is puts Crapper. It, he puts it in his author blurbs all the time. Todd Crapper, you read that right. Yes, my that's, name is yes, Crapper. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, it's good to embrace it because I think about there's like a 90s SNL skit with Nicolas Cage where his last name was Asswipe. Yeah. But it was Oswipe. Like, <laughs> Oswipe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was Nicolas Cage. I don't remember that. Being I think him. it was Nicolas Cage. It was back when he was popular and on SNL. Back before he jumped up. Back before he went YOLO. Uh, and then the last. Uh, so is he the, related to the the guy that invented the toilet? I, I'll have to ask him. Is that like Eliza Mike from, Mike from Nerd Grap, Nerd Crapper? <laughs> Mike from Nerd Burger wants to know. That's is that real or is that a myth? That, that may very well be. I don't think well, that's real. Sounds apocryphal. Here's it. It may be a, it may be urban legend kind of stuff. The problem is that to say some this to, to say this person invented the toilet is in itself like okay, what do you mean? It was John. What's the toilet? Um. The flushable one, the the gravity toilet, the you know the flush the voucher, you know, the what 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 do you what do you mean by toilet? Yeah, I think it's like the modern insides. Yeah, I think it is. It's real. possible. Yeah. Who cares? Moving on. But then the, yeah, the next uh, <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom Crapper. Is... Tom Crapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, maybe Todd's 
secretly wealthy because yes and i'm full of that. campbell soup money let's let's uh, move on okay moving along <laughs> uh the last one is by steve radabaugh whose name i'm not sure i'm saying correctly which is um he's doing like he calls it neo nazumi it's basically the pitch is that it was akira with mice so kind of this near future cyberpunk ish uh, japan yeah, everything's japan, everything's, everything's neon, chrome and neon yeah. and everybody's running around with little mosi katanas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. street samurai kind <laughs> having of thing. having like jousts and duels yeah on motorcycles. so i'm excited to see where that one goes fun 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 fun, fun. so those are the so stretch gotta, goals and I then gotta, if we i gotta get, come go up with an art order for a cover you don't have to i'll do it for okay, you okay i'll have to think about that I, i'll keep the money if you don't want to pay jacob to do a cover <laughs> let's let's spend the money <laughs> craig says about the money that you know wouldn't end up in his pocket wait hold it if if i don't have a cover do i get the money uh, no oh then okay let's spend it <laughs> <laughs> um so what uh let's see what else is there to talk about the thunder mice thunder mouses that, that's i mean that's that's the long and short that, of it that we that, got that some cool some cool tears we got um one good idea my wife had was if you know, people, friends and family members who aren't gamers, but are want to support or are at least interested in um, Jacob's art. There's a tier where you can just get a print 11 by 17 print and a set of buttons. So I thought that was a cool idea that people who may not be interested in the game, but either like the art or like biker mice or just want to help me out and help us out. Yeah. If nothing just, else, you yeah. just like, you get the little biker, one of the biker mouse illustrations as yeah. a print for, and you frame it and yeah. put it in the kid's room or something. Put it in your it's garage. Like, oh, little yeah. I mean, I mean, hell, you, you guys got to write up in what uh, what was the? It's called Write Apart. It's an online motorcycle magazine. Uh, they got they got an article in a motorcycle magazine because yeah. the guy wow. the guy who got who found it was a is a gamer who actually writes he writes his own games and stuff. He just also writes for this magazine, and so he's like, I'm writing you up in this motorcycle magazine, and it was like a dream come true. But the funny thing is, most of the comments are like. Why the hell is this on here? Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. They yeah, can say what, they, they can because say if we get if I get two clicks out of it, that's two clicks I didn't have before. So yeah, yeah. But you know, it's one of those things that like you know, coming into this, I didn't realize that the Venn diagram between people who like cute RPGs and people who ride who ride and write about motorcycles actually does overlap, and <laughs> yeah. it is at the very least yeah. that guy. Yeah, that one guy at least. <laughs> at least. Because he sent me a message on on Kickstarter. I'm like, no way. Come on. You're a motorcycle nerd and an RPG nerd. Come on. But it, it's true. Yeah. I was very grateful. Get the get the write up. Very cool. Well, yeah, we're man. looking. It's not. I don't think it's going to make it here while we're while we're sitting here recording. The number I'm looking for is 263 backers. Oh, because that's how many you had. That's how many I. Ah, uh, okay. Let's see when you're going to surpass my backer count. Once I was but the learner. <laughs> 262 is the area code uh, where where I'm from. Uh, <laughs> sounds worthy of an update. That's a really entertaining uh, tidbit there. Thank you for sharing that, Mike. Are we wrapping her up here? Do we? Are we going to? Do you guys have to go? A, punch out a Kevin question. We actually have two. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Notice he doesn't look to me. He's like Greg's got nothing to do today. He didn't have any friends. I, or I said you <laughs> I know, guys. I know. I know. <laughs> Wasn't talking to Derek and Dash. Hey, Dash. <laughs> Dash, you got anything great? going on? <laughs> He's out. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Guest Larry mm-hmm. submitted a video. We'll we'll check that out next week. Sure. Thirty four question. In all the downtime of the rebellion, didn't Luke and Leia ever have a "tell me about yourself" conversation? <laughs> Wouldn't they have discussed the fact that they have the exact same birthday? 
Also, with the medical technology they have, why wouldn't some full scan have revealed that they were twinsies? Something fishy <laughs> is going on here. I blame Admiral Akbar. Oh, thanks, Kevin. Fishy. fishy Get it? Yeah. Uh, Admiral something, Snack Bar. Yeah, something stinks. That's a wrap. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. I think it was a webcomic. Yeah. yeah. That's good, though. That was hilarious. That's a, that's a very good question, Kevin. They should, uh, yeah. They oh, spend, there's. Well, a, I mean, there was a rebellion going on. I mean, they, we're they were war, people in wartime, you know. But I guess there was. When did they? When did he cite the downtime as being? Uh, just the, in uh, all of the downtime of the rebellion, when they're just like ha- is, when they're just hanging around in Hoth, like well, ch- chatting, from, drinking I mean, coffee. From the point, that, from the point that they meet until yeah. the point that Luke it's gonna finds be, out there is another. It's going to be there. The, is is but she knew Leia. Time passes. Leia knew. Well, well she's always she somehow. Her, I always her, knew. Yeah, her her connection late, to the latent force. force. Somehow, Power. she always knew. There's time. There's time. Significant time between episodes four and five, but not five and six. Five and six are pretty much back to back. Right. Yeah. Because so yeah, it would have been just between four and five. Whatever. But, but time passes. Yeah. Know. The point is, yeah, they they had to, they had they had a couple weeks anyway. Yeah, and they never sat down and said, "Hey, so, uh, you know, tell me, yeah, backwoods, where are you from? backwoods farm boy, desert planet Luke doesn't want to learn about the rest of the galaxy and say, hey, where are you from?' It's too busy with his Jedi studies. Tell me more about uh, your home. What are you a princess of? <laughs> <laughs> Just what's what's the name of the planet you are princess of? Shouldn't he at least ask that? And that question? would lead down. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, this is somewhat appropriate. Yeah. It's a mouse. It's trap. a mouse trap yeah. with uh, Admiral Akbar yeah. painted on it. It is a trap, but mice don't get the reference, so they will still be destroyed. Um, are we through with that one? Yeah, I think it's just yeah. it's just you know it's it's, I like it's right up there with all yeah. the other stuff that characters never yeah. talk about. I like defending canon, but at a certain point, I was like, yeah, I don't care. Well, he's he's Kevin's trying to be funny. It was funny. He mostly he mostly succeeds. We'll just chalk that up to George Lucas then. Mm-hmm. We'll chalk it up to, you know, <laughs> writing a good story. Do we really, how much do we really want to pay to go to the theater? Now, keep in mind, at the time, this is where you saw this movie. Go to the theater and sit there for, you know, two hours and have how much time devoted to people just talking about their mm-hmm. lineage? Yeah. How much is too much? How much is too little? Where's yeah. the line? Yeah. Well, I never saw my dinner with Andre, but that was an entire movie about just a conversation, right? Yes, but Star Wars is not. <laughs> little, Star Wars is about, about saving the effing galaxy. <laughs> Good and evil and all that. Continue. Yeah. All right. 35 question. I asked this question via email to a customer of mine at work. Would that incentive be a 50-50 split or 100% on us? The response I received was yes. 100% on you. Yeah, so that... Yeah. I'm going to assume that the person responding to this has the uh, the memory capacity of a goldfish and will only remember the last portion of the question and responded immediately to that. And yes. then after they sent the response, the only thing that was in their brain for about two seconds was the fact that they had just sent a yes response to, to somebody. An, to a, and then there was yeah. nothing in their head. Yeah. A, a yes response to a either or a question. That's Not even that. They don't know the question anymore. They just know that they sent a yes response. Oh, I typed yes and hit return. Because they have one brain cell. Yes. Okay. Well, because he, they have no memory. They have goldfish oh, memory. Okay. Well, <laughs> he, you know the thing, right? Have, goldfish? Yeah. 
They oh, live yeah. in the moment. They have no. They have no short term. That's memory. why that bowl is so yeah. interesting to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin continues. Okay. Is lighting his car on fire an appropriate response for answering a conditional question with a yes? Yes. <laughs> if not, what kind of flowers say, I'm sorry I light your Audi on fire, but I still need an answer to my original question? <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Lit your Audi on fire. Why does he, he does that on purpose? I'm going to say that, uh, yes, Kevin, that is a perfectly <laughs> acceptable mm-hmm. response. In fact, it is a mandate um, you need to uh, like. I think that his... was in the Geneva Convention. It is. You, to, you retaliate by setting someone's car on fire. Right. It's 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 you know there's the the, the subsections all about not torturing prisoners, uh-huh. and then but... if somebody answers a yes to a conditional either or question, then it says yes, you may light their vehicle on fire. You are required to I, light their. Vehicle I wish I knew more about flowers so I could make a witty response to the second part of that question. <laughs> what kind of flowers? Yeah. <laughs> I did work in a flower shop for one day, but I didn't learn a lot. Wow, enough. that gives you more experience than me. Correct. Always just say <laughs> <Me> hydrangeas. <laughs> what do those look like? I don't know. I know what I know what roses look like. Yeah. I know what tulips look like. Well, here's what you I know do: what daisies. You look don't like. send them flowers. That's it. You send him seeds for flowers mm. so that he has to wait for the flowers to arrive because you are still waiting for the answer to the question. <laughs> and then when the, you genetically engineer a flower, say, so then when it blooms, it says, did you answer my question yet? Or Still waiting your response. <laughs> so there you go, we Kevin. Can, I we hope. can crisper that right up, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. <sighs> That's all I got. Okay. Derek? Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. You I, can't wait, I can't wait to be on again at um, I was going to say, well, or before that, since you have a theme now. I don't have the theme queued up. And but... you know where I live. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> Set your car on fire if I want to. Send you some flowers afterwards. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> um, so they can go and find you uh, via the Kickstarter. Look for Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse. Yep. Um, it's rocking and rolling. It's going until the Kickstarter ends when? November 2nd. So, so don't wait till the last minute, but if you do, it's always a nice little bump at the end. Yep. Um, is, is, uh, is that the only way that you want people to get a hold of you? Do you have... No, no you, got, love, you got... You got... I'm sh- on the socials. Shoreless, shoreless skies. Shoreless skies. So three S's in the middle. I usually try to capitalize it. Shoreless, capital skies. Anyway. Uh, shorelessskies.com, and then you can, from there, you can click on all the linkies for, for Twitter and... Facegram and all those places. And you can also, that means you can uh, you can purchase his novel homes and you can buy yep. his first game, The Dig. The Dig. Yes. So the yeah, the two paper products I have, if you like books, are The Dig, which is uh, role play, my first role-playing game. And then the companion novel is Holmes. And then also on um, shorelessguys.com, there's a couple free downloads, little story games you can uh, play with too. Check out some of my other stuff. Woo-hoo. See what I'm into. And come and, to Endocon and hang around with him. Yeah, come to Endocon. Come to the VIP lounge. Get you some uh, and the Ando special drink with the pineapple and the pepperoni in it. You are really obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Terry's no, made a face. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's what? what? <laughs> he listened to that episode. Yeah. No, I know, but he, he still doesn't like it. <laughs> no, <laughs> sir. No, sir. I don't, I don't like, like it. it. <laughs> Potter toast, man. Yep. <laughs> oh man, you ever think about how weird some of those cartoons were? Like that one and um, Brothers Grunt. Did you ever see Brothers Grunt? No, but I just it was I... on MTV for like one season. It was just the most bizarre thing. It was like weirder than Ren and Stimpy. 
Sure. Well, so the, re- think- the reason 60% of the cartoons that are out right now are the way they are is because of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy changed the, the cartoon landscape the in weird such factor. a significant way. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't get the weird stuff with, you know, SpongeBob where they do the close-ups on what's like stuck to his spongy body yeah. unless we get the close-ups first of like what's in Ren's ear or, his teeth. or on his tongue or his teeth, right? <laughs> the green goop that's falling out of the teeth and there's like some <laughs> little bug that pokes his head out and goes, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> cutaway cut gag. Oh, Mike, where can they find? Oh, well, thank you for coming on the show. Yes, thank you again. Kickstarter. For let's see. Uh, let's Back see it. some sock hop mouse happening. I'm looking forward to it. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com at nerdburgershow on the twitters and the face. The, no, just Facebook. Nerdburgershow at gmail.com and you can go to nerdburgergames.com to buy check out games stuff. You can go. Uh, to drive through RPG.com to purchase murders and acquisitions and maybe the capers preview edition. Mm, what? I might have the proof nailed down by the time you are listening to this. There will be an f- official announcement further down the road, but maybe you want to take a look. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Craig starts giving Mike jobs to do that will eventually completely destroy his life. But it's all for the good of the podcast, which you've sworn your life to. Oh, okay. What's this in reference to? This is this is Kurt Sutter's character from Oh, Heavy Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse. Heavy Metal Anarchy Mouse. <laughs> from Sons of <laughs> Sons of Mousy Anarchy. Heavy metal, thunder, anarchy, anarchy. Yeah, heavy metal. Sons of heavy metal. Sons of heavy metal. Anarchy mouse. We got it. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't I think of that character's name? (laughs) Opie? No, not Opie. Two thirty in the morning. Give me a call. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Quick, super important. Pick up. Pick up.